Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, I'd like to thank everybody for joining the American Liberties. It's Wednesday the 28th. Two days before the end of the month, and here we are in December, and we're coming up to the end of the year. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for those who have uh, instantly got on board with uh, the new program that will help us in many ways. It will help, you're helping us, helping you, and that's a good thing. Really, I, I really don't. I don't have too much to say. I, I want, I'm going to quickly turn it over to. Uh, I'm assuming, Dave, that noise is in your background. Or is it mine? No, it's mine. Dave, are you on? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm oh, here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to turn. I'm going to relatively turn it over to Dave uh, pretty quick. Um, I have a alarm set up to wake wake me up, and I guess I put it on snooze. Um, anyhow, um, I'd like to introduce Dave Dave Marilyn. Uh, you know, for those who are hearing this call for the first time, you could always go back to the archives. Uh, at this channel, as well as uh, take from Caesar's channel, which is five nine. Oh, what is it, Dave? Five nine. Five nine six one five. Six one five. That's what I thought it was. And uh, and and listen to it. You get a lot of you know people say redundant, and and it, yeah, it could be. But you know, hearing things over and over again is always good. Uh, to get it, you know, to get a foundation, because what you understand today, you may you may have a different outlook in a week from now or a year from now, and I find that to be quite true. Um, there's many things that I listen to Dave uh, on these calls, and then I get a different perspective at it. One guy, uh, well, a couple people from last week's call, Dave couldn't be here, and they said that it was a great call because I gave them things that never, you know, that, that they didn't think about. And, um, and you know, and basically it all goes back to keeping it really simple. You know, people try to get into all these things, and like I've said so many times uh, before, um uh, the more the more you spread out, the more they got you. Okay, the 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 more territory they got of you. Just keep it simple. If you can't, if if they break through the jurisdictional issues, and they're claiming that they have federal jurisdiction over you, great. How does Section eighty three apply? in your determination that my paycheck has been gross income. And if they say that's a frivolous argument, I'm not, I'm sorry, you made a mistake. I'm not making those arguments. The courts have. Even the commissioner has, has told me that Section 83 is to determine your gross income. So, you know, I I can't argue with you. Go go argue with them. But I want to, like I started to say, and I got off track. I met Dave over ten years ago with these arguments, and they um, and they've been pretty secure. I haven't heard from the grand jury for ten years, and that's a good thing. I wish I could say I haven't heard from the IRS at all, but they are like the energized bunny and their batteries are fully charged 
because they keep putting new batteries to write, you know, to keep writing and so forth. They got computers. It just spits out letters, you know, and uh, no, nobody signs the computer-generated letters. So they got plenty of money. They got plenty of staff. They got nothing else to do but to create extortion on you. And that's where I am diligently working towards is a tort complaint. It's not about, you know, anything but uh, the law is the law. They're not abiding by the law. You know, like I said in my email the other day, this country was founded on a principle of no taxation without representation. And today, it should be a revolt, misrepresentation of taxation, period. We got the, we're a representative form, a representative government. We have representatives that are representing us, but yet there, there's people like the executive branch that are misrepresenting the taxation code. And we have to come together to, to stop that. And I have a way to fund it now. I got two ways of funding it. So with that being said, I want to introduce David Maryland. David, are you still on or did I put you to sleep? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. Trying to under the weather today. Probably want to make this a short call, but um, the uh, simplification, that's key. That's, you know, I didn't create anything. All I did was sort out a lot of stuff and uh, settled upon a few things that really bring things to a point. And the uh, tax work was a matter of looking at the very foundation of IRS's authority, and I happened to have found constraint voids where they say they have authority instead of actual authority. Just It doesn't happen. You look at statute, you just say they can't do what they're doing. Welcome to the American Liberties Call, November 28, 2018. My name is David Merlin. Nothing you hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis, believe it. So um, uh, everybody can say what the hell they want. And I'm talking about the uh, Patriot Movement and those who bash the Patriot Movement. Um, I'm not in the Patriot Movement because my arguments are purely statutory. I don't have any theories. And um, I haven't read it yet, but there's a tax protester bashing website out there that uh, I've heard has an article about the recent Supreme Court denial of a petition that was filed out of uh, the Seventh Circuit that I wrote. And when you look at this, um, it's, it's a very hasty conclusion, but it's accurate that uh, for anybody that has stones to throw or aspersions to cast over what happened on the uh, Seventh Circuit, they know precious little about the law and likely didn't even read the record. Because when you read the record, you see that the questions are very easy, the challenges are really simple, and they couldn't even talk about them on the Seventh Circuit. They just said outlandish theories. <laughs> and that's not the way it's done. When I have an argument at law, if I'm mistaken, you explain how I'm mistaken so that uh, clearly established law will impress me that I was mistaken. And on the Seventh Circuit, the finest tax attorney in the known universes, principal deputy assistant attorney general, um, 
Richard E. Zuckerman, the top guy at the DOJ, couldn't even mention 85% of the provisions argued, the key provisions, couldn't even, didn't even mention them in his reply brief, didn't mention specific challenges that were made like uh, section, num- uh, section one of the tax code doesn't mention anybody's citizenship, but the uh, regulation does. You can't do that with a regulation. Oh, we aren't even going to talk about it. And they penalized the guy $4,000 for being frivolous on appeal when they they couldn't answer a single one of the questions. I'll be right back. Well, he's out for the moment. No, I'm back. Okay. So, uh, it's really a very simple matter. Does the regulation deviate from statute or doesn't it? Outlander's theory, and we're going to penalize you thousands of dollars. Uh, when your challenge is as basic as that and the government responds like that, uh, take it to the bank that you're correct and that it's a problem with the judges. They are there to protect the government from all legal challenges when it comes to the cash flow that uh, they're used to, period. Uh, am I really the citizen in 1402B? Well, that's an outlandish theory. We're not going to talk about it. Oh, by the way, the Seventh Circuit in the Valone decision says that Regulation 1.1-1 is the IRS regulation that identifies the subject of the tax. But when you say, well, that's only a regulation, that's an outlandish theory. So uh, you can be on the mark and the courts will screw you out of the law. Those are the rules. And uh, let's see, uh, all property is a cost. Section 83 governs the taxation of the entire workforce. And it's such an outlandish theory that we can't talk about it. Those are the words that the government uses to set the law aside to steal your money. So uh, it's all been proven in abundance. Uh, The government's best can't deny a word of it. And they've had the arguments for over 25 years. Um, in your mind, if that does not separate me from the anti-tax movement, uh, you got problems. Uh, you need to study them a lot more to find nothing but a, a lot of people that are very lost as it relates to an understanding of law. They're lost. They just they can't function. The anti-tax movement, they can't function because their feet aren't on the ground. They started off way above their pay grade and stayed there without a foundation. And it's led to a a whole bunch of theorization and uh, fear and dereliction on the part of the people out there that have organizations, and they refuse to even learn or teach Section 83 like the Free Enterprise Society. How do you simply choose to ignore certain law, even even if it didn't protect you? You have an obligation to know it. If you're going to set up an organization and offer uh, help to people, what's your understanding of the law? Well, we don't really have an understanding of the law, but we can help you. Now you sound like H&R Block or Optima Tax Relief. Uh, our attorneys know every law. Our attorneys and our enrolled agents and all this, they don't know squat. All they know is what the IRS will let you do. And it isn't about the law at all. So to uh, sit back and say, uh, to mock 
the litigant on the Seventh Circuit is really out of line. And I'm going to address that article. I haven't read it yet, but uh, I'm going to read that article and write a rebuttal to it. And I got some good news. Let's see here. Um, no, I'm not ready to do it yet, but what I'm doing, um, it's one of my side projects. I'm trying to uh, organize my TalkShoe archive into some zip folders that you can simply download and then you'll have show after show after show um, in MP3 files. Now the uh, here's a freebie for you. We've this is all lowercase, no spaces. Wevgov.com/slash/annotations.doc. Annotations.doc is a wonderful working document that I was using for many years to uh, it's copy and pasteable Microsoft Word uh, formatted document that uh, I wrote and compiled copy and pasted into this master document uh, just a wonderful um, study guide basically it's uh, it's almost an education in one document and let's see here. Wevgov.com slash Kreitzer dot doc C R I T Z E R dot doc. The Kreitzer decision, Fourth Circuit, nineteen seventy-four, where the law is vague or highly debatable, the defendant lacks the requisite intent to violate it. That's the objective of all this litigation. And anybody uh, mocking the Seventh Circuit litigant, um, they, of course, have no idea what the object of all of this is. Uh, I've always said, you've heard me say it a bunch of times, the government will get your money. And the best you can do is hope to not be indicted and that's where all this is directed, is at not being indicted. There's going to be so much on the record that proves a more than good faith effort was made to get to the bottom of the operation of the law, and all he got was penalized. And this goes for the others that you've heard in uh, South Dakota, South Carolina, the Kentucky counterclaim, uh, the Ninth and Eleventh Circuit appeals to the Supreme Court that were denied, uh, trying to make it so that they have a substantial enough record that the government just doesn't want them in criminal court because they've tried and they've tried and tried to get the government to disprove their uh, interpretation of the law, and the government can't come close to it. So... Uh, what they're trying to do is avoid indictment. The government sends innocent people to prison all of the time. The United States is not a pretty place. And if you don't give the government a cut of what you made, regardless of what the law says, you're in trouble. Wevgov.com slash IRS17. Dot PDF, IRS17.pdf. And IRS201719, PDF. 201719.pdf. Now, uh, respectively, those two documents are publication 17 for 23 years. It tells everybody your services are your cost. When you get to court, you'll be penalized for saying that. IRS201719.pdf is actually 2007-19, the revenue ruling from the IRS that says Section 83 provides for the determination of what is to be included in gross income. But if you argue it when you get to court, you'll be penalized thousands of dollars 
No, America is not a nice place. It's an ugly, lawless, and corrupt latrine. And you are the personal possession of a hate group you call government. Stop. Don't call it government anymore. They are your cappers. Uh, Have you ever seen the movie They Live (laughs) with Rowdy Roddy Piper, who's now deceased? Um, That's what they do. Uh, Let's see. Um, I recommend that movie, They Live. And in there, the... uh, the sunglasses that you can put on that inform you. The sunglasses, when you look through these sunglasses, the billboard doesn't say, hey, welcome to Las Vegas. The billboard says, money is your god. And uh, it's a cloak. These um, sunglasses help you sort out everything you see. And you come to realize that you're living in a... uh, in a totally different environment than you thought you were living in. And as you watch that movie, think of the sunglasses as knowledge of the law. When you put on knowledge of the law, you got an entirely different understanding of America. Here's another great document. Um, WeVGov.com. Oh, man, I'll tell you, it's something different every day. It's different every day. It's different every day. A different problem with the computer every single day. It hurts. I mean, it hurts. I click on one file, and it illuminates everything in the folder like I have my finger on the control tab. (laughs) And there's no stopping it. Oh, man. It's different every day. Okay, here we go. Um, A-V-G-I-Q dot doc. A-V-G-I-Q dot doc. Stands for average IQ dot doc. WeVGov.com slash A-V-G-I-Q dot doc. And for some reason, my computer just now stopped doing that one little quirk you just laid on me a minute ago. A-V-G-I-Q dot doc. That is um, going to be a boatload of cases about how... um, The law must be written in a way where the individual of an average intelligence can understand it. And this document, it's all case law, it is 200, 300, hang on, hang on. My computer's still counting the pages. It's 548 pages of case law about how the individual of ordinary intelligence should be able to understand the law. And we have the Seventh Circuit that says the law is an outlandish theory and won't give you any insight whatsoever. Well, next year, the law is going to say the same thing to me, Your Honor. I wrote down my explanation of how I see the law. You can't tell me how I'm wrong. You just throw a bunch of crap at me. Now, in that document, the very top of the document says uh, average intelligence. Search for average intelligence. Control F, type in average intelligence, and it'll take you to every mention in this 548-page document of how the individual of ordinary intelligence has to be able to read the law. It's a maxim of law. And it's not Dave saying it. I don't know how many cases are in here, but uh, there's a whole load of them. And you can listen to the courts and how they reflect on the notion that the individual of ordinary intelligence has to be able to read the law. Well, next year when I have these same questions, 
I'm supposed to go all the way to the Supreme Court and be penalized thousands of dollars and not receive uh, an explanation as to how I'm mistaken, so I have to go back the next year and be penalized thousands of dollars and go back the next year? Can you hear that in the background? All the judges are saying, yep, that's the way it works. Yep, that's what you have to do because you're just a stupid citizen. And they own the courts. Those are the rules. And uh, they're nothing new. They're exactly what I've been telling everybody they can expect for years and years and years. (laughs) And it turns out it's all true. Can you believe it? If you can't believe it, then you haven't taken enough of my free YouTube tutorials. You got homework to do because uh, the people that are familiar with my work know all about it. And uh, most of them agree that it's disgusting. It's a real disgrace that this condition, this situation festers. It's amazing to be able to, it's one thing to say, oh, the courts are corrupt, and to sit out at a distance and, uh, and watch things. It's altogether different to have a take on the law that makes perfect sense that they can't refute and to take it all the way to the Supreme Court repeatedly and nobody will even talk about it. So uh, I feel that everything I've said has been proven, uh, especially over the last three years with all this litigation. and. Uh, The government can't disprove a thing, and if you bring it up to them, they'll penalize you. So you need to decide what to do next, folks. Now, with regards to wevgov.com slash ORTH, capital O, R-T-H, wevgov.com slash ORTH, he filed a complaint with the FBI for mail fraud. And next, he's going to file that same complaint with the Postmaster General. And uh, we'll see if everybody is in favor of being penalized through the mail, thousands of dollars for arguing just the law, when these arguments are not on the frivolous arguments list. Everything was totally in the box. Uh, Social Security... The definition of citizen there is not me. Regulation 1.1-1 deviates from statute. Statute doesn't mention citizenship, and the regulation does. And all property is a cost. Where's your authority to exclude labor from the term any money or property paid? They can't deny a word of it. Don't bother. They can't deny a word of it. And they penalize people for arguing that way when it's sound jurisprudence. A whole bunch of other people have challenged regulation. A whole bunch of other people have gotten a determination about how applicable statutes operate. And you can't because you're arguing statutes that constrain governmental authority. Those are the rules. (laughs) So from all this, you can, it's not legal advice, but if I saw all this, knowing about government what I know, I'd say, yeah, you must be right. If the galaxy's finest tax attorney can't even rebut you, uh, you must be right. You're doing something right here if they're going to penalize you and they can't even explain why. Now, um, what does it look like when a judge does his or her job? wevgov.com slash summons.pdf. Summons, S-U-M-M-O-N-S dot P-D-F. wevgov.com slash summons.pdf. That's a 45-page 
order to comply with an IRS summons from a district court chief judge from 1992. And look at what this judge did to the arguments that were presented by the uh, the nice old couple that came before him with, with a boatload of tax protester arguments. He briefed the contrary to every one of the arguments. And he did it for their edification, but not, not as a favor. It's what the judge is supposed to do. And compare this, if my argument's frivolous, then uh, tell me how I'm wrong. Compare this document to what you see on the ORTH page. This judge did his job. He's the chief judge. He was, at this point in time, Chief Judge Voorhees. And he goes through the issues one by one and describes how the arguments are mistaken. Right or wrong is not the reason I mentioned that he briefed his way out of the arguments. I'm simply saying that when you get an argument at law, you have to contradict it with law to get any respect from me anyway and to play the game fairly. It's due process. If I have an argument with law and I'm mistaken, I relied on the law. Well, here's why you're wrong. Thank you. And on the Seventh Circuit, you just get penalties. No one can explain anything. And that is a judge covering up for the government. So uh, it's it's readily identifiable as a as a uh, a dereliction and as an act of oppression for having arguments the government can't refute. So now America is not a country. You are not a citizen of a country. You are the personal possession of a hate group you call government. And uh, I prove it, and I prove it, and I prove it, and I prove it. There's no integrity in the courts. And I'm not sitting back here as a tax, tax movement theorist saying, oh, they rejected my theory. These are statutes, applicable, relevant, governing statutes. That's what they have to talk about. They don't have to talk about a lame brain constitutional theory but they have to talk about controlling statutes. They're the ones that said Section 83 governs. And they can't. And that's when you're free to presume they're stealing. And as soon as you strike upon that, as soon as I do, I can only speak for myself, uh, it leads me to mention citizen's arrest in the very next sentence. <laughs> You have to get fluent in these arguments. And you have to know when to move to the criminal code. It's, it's easy when you clear away everything else that the movement has taught you. There are people that can actually really click on this stuff and say, mail fraud, traffic court, you're using the mail to get me in here, and then you violate court rules to get my money. That makes it mail fraud. I can arrest you. They don't want you back in court when you speak like this. I promise. They just don't. Oh, man. One of the greatest examples of this fact <laughs> is the, uh, let's see, <laughs> the, um, I'm going to wevgov.com homepage. And I get into the website, enter wevgov. On the left-hand side, that series of links, tightly grouped. The bottom one says play offense. Take that tutorial if you have not taken that tutorial. It's about a tattoo parlor owner in San Mateo, uh, California. 
on trumped-up misdemeanor charges, false misdemeanor charges, in county superior court. And he was falsely arrested for contempt of court. And knowing what I do about the law, I knew when I heard the description of the hearing and the arrest, exactly what to do. And I did it. In three days, I knocked out all that paperwork. And Friday, uh, the arrest was on a Monday. I got the recording on a Tuesday. And Friday, they were filing paperwork against that judge for that false arrest. And it's not because I'm sui juris. It's not because uh, there was no gold fringe flag. It was pure code pleading against the judge for an abuse of authority. And when I can do this to a judge using just the law, why would I look at the movement for one second? But uh, it underscores also, though, that uh, the law is what the judge is supposed to do. And when this judge saw the law as written in those documents, it stunned this judge, Lisa Novak. She was stunned because I got her in a kidnapping and extortion charge. Period. Listen to the recording, 60 minutes. This is a fantastic tutorial about one instance of false arrest. What would you do, Dave? Boom. This. <laughs> and it's ugly. It's as ugly as I can be on paper. Criminal complaint. And that judge's corruption and the corruption of her fellow judges and the prosecution is the only thing that kept her from being arrested for what they did to this guy. It's always going to be that way. Screwing a citizen into prison is a freebie. It's a freebie. You ever hear of a prosecutor that schemed with the cops to suppress exculpatory evidence? Of course you have. Have you ever heard of a subsequent prosecution for conspiracy against rights? Of course you haven't. Have not, have not. Because it's a freebie. Public servants will not police their own ranks. You have to do it for them, at least to the point where you're talking citizens' arrest. When you know the law's on your side, take them right to citizens' arrest. If they can't deny everyone has the right to arrest them, trust me, the wind will fall right out of their sails. They will lose their enthusiasm about sticking you in a patrol car, putting you in front of a judge. And if you're studying other people instead of me, you can't go on the offense. And I can. You're missing out with everybody else except jurisdictionary. By that course, it'll teach you about court. But other than that, nobody's really teaching tactics anymore. They're all teaching this sui juris fairy tale of personal sovereignty. Well, I already said the government puts innocent people in prison all the time. You can't be sovereign in America when they're willing to arrest innocent people. So the whole idea of sovereign citizen is a misnomer. Sovereignty doesn't exist until you can keep government away from you. Come a lot closer to it by learning how to write and file citizens' criminal complaints. The courses are all on wevgov.com. And it's time to learn offense because we have the, the government uh, pinned to the wall. They can't answer the question. Go on the offense, criminal complaints. I have a course on how to join the criminal complaint. You go to takefromcaesar.com, or excuse me, takefromcaesar.us. I'm at the home page. got the picture of the Federal Reserve Bank at the top. I scroll a little bit, and I got paragraphs on the left and the right. Look at the right-hand side. Right above the link to Albert Einstein, it says, join the tax congressional criminal complaint. If you think that the IRS has deprived you of Section 83 when taxing the value of your labor, if you think that only a regulation names citizens of the United States as subject to the tax, 
And if with that knowledge or that belief you want to go on record as having complained to Congress as a similarly situated witness, join the congressional complaint. I click on the word join and it takes me to a page that tells me how I can join the criminal complaint in Congress and that gives me the right to wield it as my own complaint. If I want to, I don't have to, I could keep it in the closet, keep it on file. If I'm self-employed, I might serve a copy of that complaint and my joinder upon uh, the people with records of having paid me for my services. So that if the IRS investigates me, everywhere they go, they find a copy of this criminal complaint to Congress, 180 pages, New Year's of 06. So you are without relief, but you are not without knowledge. And when you wield knowledge, you're much closer to relief than if you have no knowledge. Uh, Winston Trout just went to prison. How many people followed Winston Trout? and issued the International Bills of Exchange. I would not sleep easy if I had uh, given International Bills of Exchange to the government, seeing now that Winston Trout just got sentenced to 10 years, a 70-year-old going to prison for 10 years. He'll be out in six or six and a half. Screwed his life into the ground. He learned the international bills of exchange from other people and was convinced of the validity and it's costing him the rest of his life. So uh, I don't know where somebody comes from when they, they goad the government, when they know the government puts innocent people in prison all the time. Uh, I just can't understand that one. But he did, and he's paying the price for it. That's where the movement lands you. And uh, it's my hope that if you come to study my materials, my findings, uh, you see enough validity in them that you turn your back on the anti-tax movement. I preach caution. Caution first. The government sends innocent people to prison. Why would you be cautious? <laughs> Pretty easy dots to connect, folks. And uh, there's no one that's on the offense except me. Criminal complaints. No one reads the criminal code except me and Randy Kelton. But he hasn't taken criminal complaining to the fine art I have. And uh, he doesn't have my writing abilities. I'll tell you that right off the bat. He hasn't written against the DOJ's best a bunch of times. So you're listening right to the horse's mouth, who at times can be a horse's ass. I admit it, but I'm on your side. <laughs> and uh, I, I, all I do is offense. And so you really need to take in my YouTube channel and wevgov.com, the whole website. It's all just law. And then you're ready to move on to uh, take from Caesar.us. So the problem is the courts. Uh, we, we got the law all ironed out. And it's the courts that won't let you have it uh, that are the other half of the problem. Well, hey, Chris, any questions out there? Okay. Let me, uh, I was busy doing something while you were talking. Uh, let me see if there's any Okay, one, there's only one participant? No. Um, on list of ones. Um, is that a hand raised? Yes, that's a hand raised. Okay. Go ahead, Go ahead uh, Home Bill. Hi. Good call. Thanks, David. Thank you, Chris. Good call. Thank um, you. I'm a retiree, so I received the 1099R a distribution of pension. That's still my cost, and that still will apply to Section 83A. Am I correct? You are correct, and this was argued in 2008 
in uh, Anchorage, Alaska, in the case of U.S. versus Eugene Warner. They can't deny a word of it and get ready to write. I'm going to give you the address. It's already on the website, uh, wevgov.com slash. Let's see. I'm going to simplify this address. Um, wevgov.com slash warner83.pdf. W-A-R-N-E-R. 83.pdf. That's the government's reply in that 2008 case. Oh, great. Thank Let's you. Let's see here. Uh, just a second here. Um, yeah, Warner83.pdf. And that he lost. Uh, they won't talk about it. And all the judge said. And this was a senior judge, Ralph Beastlinechki. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Stay away from it if I were you. But uh, Ralph, they didn't bother. Uh, The judge just said, oh, yeah, that's frivolous. Next case, please. And so you look at this reply from the DOJ and how it does not meet the muster. They don't even talk about Section 83's regulation and the uh, any money or property paid being your cost. And he went to prison. So you can argue all you want and it won't do you any good. And that's why I concentrate mostly on keeping people out of prison by proving that they know the law. It's the best you can do. You have to do it in advance. Because once they're in court, they're going to win everything, period. Don't forget it. And, uh, oh, excuse me, that's the, that's the motion that was filed, uh, that address I gave you. Here's the government's reply, uh, warnerdoj2.pdf, warnerdoj2.pdf, all lowercase, no spaces. Wevgov.com slash warnerdoj2.pdf. That's the government's answer to that motion that I just gave you. And they won't talk about it, civil or criminal. So uh, Warner was receiving, for the taxable years in controversy, he received pension payments, and we made the argument in the motion that 83 would apply to pensions also, and in the DOJ reply, you'll see they can't even talk about it. So uh, I don't have any remedy for anybody other than uh, putting together an effort to keep from being indicted. Uh, There's some people out there that can keep them from getting your money. Pastor Don Gron is one of them. He's been able to uh, release liens and levies using my stuff, but um, it's a hard road to hoe. So you'll know the law, and you'll know they can't talk about it, but you're also going to see that uh, they're going to come after you for money on that pension payment. Okay, thank you. Thank you. uh, You're certainly welcome. All right, is there any other uh, questions or comments? I seem to mute you back out there. There you go. Okay, and um, uh, how about chat? One participant is not correct, chap. Well, I guess that's uh, normal. Okay, folks, the holidays are coming, and the best way to support us is to buy those flash drives on wevgov.com. Find the products page, enter the website, click on products available, and uh, get those flash drives for yourself or for somebody else. And... uh, let me thank you in advance for your support. 
Okay, five one three nine two two. Oh, um, yeah, you got it. <laughs> Look, I want to ask a question because I've been, I, I've already bought all your books, all your material. I agree with everything you say. And I've been to court two times. Okay, now this is on the state, and I know you don't do the state, and I understand that. But I've Which been to state? court twice, state of Ohio. <clears throat> okay. But I've been to court twice now in front of two different judge or magistrates or whatever you want to call them. And the one judge I asked, because I had the prosecutor there for the state of Ohio plus the judge and myself, and it was weird because as I was in court, I felt like I was being ganged up on because the judge, first of all, the judge was asking me all the questions, and I finally said to him, you know, are you supposed to be the one asking the questions? Isn't the prosecutor supposed to be asking? And I just felt like everything was one-sided and against me. So I went there. I First of all, I complained to due process because they started taking $1,400 a month out of my paycheck for the state of Ohio because they convinced my employer it was okay to steal from me. So they went right. ahead and did that. So I said, you know, first of all, I was denied due process. This should be dismissed right now. This is ridiculous. Okay? He totally ignored that. Then I came to the fact of, well, where did Section 83, if in fact I am the U.S. citizen you say I am, then where did Section 83 come in when determining that I owe a tax on my labor? Totally ignored that. Went on to something else. So then I asked him, I started asking him other questions. I said, well, apparently the state of Ohio, the income tax has came from the Buck Act. I said, but if you go to the Buck Act, I said, it clearly tells you <clears throat> who the employee is. It's an 8 by 10 or 8 by 11 piece of paper that's over half full telling you who the employee is. And it's not me. It's all government employees, policemen, firemen, blah, blah, blah. I said, so I don't meet, meet the statutory definition of employee. He totally ignored all that. <laughs> How do you, there's no way to get around this, is there? Like I said, I immediately go to citizen's arrest. I have, yeah. I have rights, and I bring all of my rights with me all of the time. Well, that's and what I was I thinking, right, too. Well, hang on go just ahead, a I'm second. Sorry. I, have the, I, have the right, I have the right to law that's written in a way I can understand it. And I would have told the judge, well, it's my understanding that you're stealing and you've done nothing to disprove my my interpretation of the law and so if you steal my money you have to be prepared to deal with the consequences i have rights to defend my property with all necessary force so you go for it and i'll go for it you can't deny your stealing and i'm not just going to bend over for you it isn't going to happen i will be in your faces if you're in my face those are the rules the and then they're going to say, are you, are you threatening me? You know, then I'd say, let the record reflect they are viewing my rights to protect my property as a threat against them. And I just keep right. stuffing the record just like that. So would you at all and bring stand up right on that. or anything, too? Because, see, I'm 57. No, when no, I went to no, school, no, no, I would, no, 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 they don't care, okay? With all the they care about. No, but, a citizen's arrest, self-defense. Right, they push you right. To your point, I, I, I get that I part. Personally, well, that's where it ends, right there. I okay. put them on notice. You touch my property, you better expect violence as self-defense. Period. I have all these rights to protect my property, and you can't prove you're not committing a crime. That's a bad mix. If you ever talk to me about income taxes again, I'll find you, and I'll protect my effing property. Right, right. Servant breath. <laughs> I love it. We, we, uh, why didn't we haven't lost? You haven't lost what? We haven't lost our rights to bear arms. We haven't lost our rights to self-defense. We haven't lost our rights to citizens' arrest. I have all these rights. You have no law on your side whatsoever. Just your authority. Well. Your authority keeps you closer to pepper spray and handcuffs. 
for the record. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I'll be writing my letter tonight to the IRS. You always get me so up. <laughs> well, you know, I know exactly you, what you're saying. <clears throat> I just you know, didn't know. Honestly, just, I didn't know because just, I started reading different things, different case laws and stuff. And, you know, I came around one that just totally blew my Have you ever heard of Barron versus Mayor in the city of Baltimore? No. Have you ever read that case? Anyway, um, no. Anyway, you read, it. Um, read the syllabus. I have, I have the uh, the citizens arrest page of WeVGov.com, and at the bottom, it's reduced to an annotation that you can copy and paste right into a document, so that they know that the right of citizens arrest is clearly established. You can copy and paste all of the case law on that page. And to tell oh, okay. them, I have the right to arrest you if you, can, if you commit a felony. If you can't prove to me you're not committing a felony, you better bargain on me finding you and arresting you. Because I'm the one with rights. You're the, you're the one with authority, and you can't prove you have the right to use it against me. I have all these rights to protect myself. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. What's I'm going to write my letter tonight, huh? This is What's Diane. your name, dear? Diane. Hi, Diane. I'm one of your members. I just don't show up ever anymore. Since you guys had all that problems with Talk Shoe, it doesn't recognize me any longer. Yeah. I just have to hit the one pound. But uh, I really, well, you call any time, and absolutely. thanks for your support, of course. Oh, always there. Always there, and believe me, I bought a lot of your material, and I think I'm going to be buying me a lot of books because I think I have a few state senators I need to be sending info to and everything else. <laughs> so to, I might as well just Chris, take your talk, knowledge. Talk to Chris about it. We might be able to get you a deal on a bunch of books. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Well, I will give Chris a call tomorrow then. Appreciate all your help. Okay. Take care. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, oh, can I say one more thing? Because you no. guys are going to find this funny, okay? <laughs> you will find this funny because, you know, do you believe in coincidences, okay? I've been studying the state income tax for probably about two years. I do it from my computer at home, so I go to, you know, 26 USC, and it takes me to Cornell Law, okay? So I read the Buck Act. I start reading the Buck Act, and it'll highlight certain things if it has a different meaning than what the ordinary meaning would be, okay? So I clicked on, that's where I clicked on the employee, and I got that big, you know, over half a page full of who the employee was, but n none of it was me. So when I brought that up to the judge, do you know the next week when I went to go print that out because I was typing a letter, do you know they made it where you couldn't click on that and see who the employee was? Now, do you think that's a coincidence? No. Do you think that's a coincidence? Two years now that I've been looking on it, you could always click on the word employee, and it told you who it was. One week after I went before a judge, and I made a big to-do of not matching the statutory definition. And, and uh, when I, I mean, I sat there and read the whole paper off to him. And then a week later when I go to print it, it no longer is highlighted. So you just think employee is an employee, but it's not. <laughs> So I thought that was pretty funny, and I don't believe in coincidences, okay? <laughs> yeah. I think I ruffled yeah. a feather there. That was a little too much knowledge out there for people. I don't know. Well, thank it's you. crazy. All right, hon, well, you guys take care. Keep up the good job, and I will okay, talk to you all later. You do the same. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, I, I see, um, I see, uh, no, I don't see. Okay, who else is talking now? Siri, I didn't talk to you. Shut up. Um, okay, I guess all the hands are raised and down and all around. So um, that that leaves me one thing, though. Uh, she says something. Oh, you know, a while back, a couple years ago, we, we were getting a, uh, a citizen's um, a committee together. And, uh, and it seemed to die out because one of the 
one of the strong leaders in in California went off on another rabbit hole, and and that was disappointing because we were starting to make some headway. But I do like to see something get that going again. And again, I have a way of uh, help funding uh, different things, and which is going to be some emails about the webinars uh, regarding that. And I understand if you don't want to get into a fundraiser and you don't want to make money and all that, that's fine. Um, I, don't, I hold no uh, no bones against anybody that doesn't want to do anything because I'm, I'm only going to be working with people who are going to be doing something. So it, it kind of, you know, lessens the the room, so to speak, of a lot of people. Um, and, and of course, it will dribble down to the mass eventually. Because don't forget, only 10% of the population fought in the revolution, and we won. And that's all we need. So with that being said, God bless America, and this call is 